Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner featuring Jack and Andre. (laughs) FBI Radio. It is so, so nice to have you both back here. In the studio with me, Jack and Andre. Welcome back to Movies, Movies, Movies here on Mornings. Pleasure, treasure. Thank you, Enoch, for covering me while I was gone. You have kept the seat warm, and I'm glad that I'm back. Yeah, you're lucky to be back, to be honest. Hey, no, that's true, actually. I could have been banished, but instead, I'm welcome back with open arms. Thank you. Yes, Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. New movie year to mm. you both. And I think do- it is New Year, because last week was New Year's Eve. Do so we Happy New Year. Was yes. last week's show before New Year's, or was it after? Yeah, it was on the day off. Oh, 31st. So f- first show of the year. First show of the year. Oh, my God. Fresh start. <laughs> fresh start. Fresh ideas. show. First thing that we're going to say this year is that we still love movies. <laughs> I still love addicted. Tick, Tick that. Tick. Box. I know. I thought I was going to be over them, but mm. the new year rolled around, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. So Clean what's slate. coming up in the in the show today? What's coming up? I'm delusional. I'm well. We're going to find out who's behind. hosting the Golden Globes because yeah. it's been erased. Yeah, there's some erasure happening, and also we had some news about Tom Ford that's two years old, but we're going to bring it we're to you. We're still going to bring it we're up because that that's news. what we're about. We're about reuse, uh, especially with a show where we review MIA's documentary, and we're going to rewear it. And if you thought that we were going to cover some Sydney Spotlight news. Well, you guessed it, we're not. And you'll have to check out the rest of the show to find out. Let's get into it. Sydney Spotlight. So, I was actually... Oh, Sydney Spotlight right now. Oh, Yeah, 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 but there's something uh, else happening, right? Oh, yeah, oh, sorry guys, I'm still in Singapore time right now. I was travelling for 10 hours yesterday. I am sweaty and okay. delusional. <laughs> Jack, guess who I am in Ocean's 8 right now? That's based on how delusional I am. Okay, who are you in Ocean's 8? I'm Fran Drescher. (laughs) Because she was definitely in that movie, right? (laughs) With Cardi B. So, we're not doing Sydney Spotlight today because LOL, the Sydney film scene is dead. But we're going to mix it up a little bit and tell tell you guys where we'd rather be right now. Jack and I have fantasies about what to do, where to be. Jack, do you want to go first? Yeah, okay. So I was, I had a big plan of like where I want to be, but I have to say the weather's changed. You're back in town. What? And can I say something corny? No. I'm glad the film scene's dead because I just want to be here thinking about us oh. and no one else. Jack, that is so nice. I'm so glad you said that because my where would you rather be has nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> but that's so Expected. sweet. What do you want to watch with me right now? Uh, no, you just go. Where'd I just you wanna, go? Yeah, where would you rather be? So, I've been thinking a lot about where I'd rather be, and I don't know if you guys know, but Martha Stewart has been doing weird crossover promotion for the new Transformers movie, Bumblebee. Oh, yeah, yeah, Have you yeah. guys seen that? No, no, I haven't seen a crossover. There's literally, like, trailers for the movie where Martha Stewart is riding in one of the little, in the Bumblebee um, buggy, just talking to the car. Oh, she hops out, just like, bye, Bumblebee! <laughs> the car turns into the Transformer and then flies off. You're thinking, why the why the hell is Martha Stewart advertising this Is Martha Stewart, like, Hayley Steinfeld's uh, stage <laughs> Godmother, who knows? Probably. So that's where you'd rather be? I'd rather... I want to be in Martha Stewart's Connecticut house watching Bumblebee with the godmother of cutlery (laughs) while it rains outside right now in America where it's cold. That's where I'd rather be right now. Okay, where I'd rather be is that the whole Kidman slash Urban family is in LA for the Destroyer Golden Globes with Nicole and I want to be in Nashville in their basement listening to techno. We were just talking about how we we both want to be in Nashville. Yeah, obsessed with Nashville right now for some reason. So we want to be in Connecticut with Martha Stewart, Nashville and we also do you want to be at the Golden Globes? I want to be in heaven with Anthony Bourdain. Oh, don't we all? Mega film Lord Cienzo texted in, said, dear film 
Film Awards, what movie releases are you most excited for this year? Uh, we're excited for Assassination Nation. Oh, wait, it's not coming out. Thanks. It might world. come out. We don't know. It might come out. I'm excited for Destroy It. I like the very, say, very near future. You beat me to it. Destroy It, starring Nicole Kidman's going to come out soon, and we're hot for I'm it. I'm not really excited for anything that Disney's remaking. Mm. Um, but also, we text in because there is a film coming out Queen Mary of the Scots. Oh my gosh, who knows? <laughs> with Margot Robbie and Sosha mm. Ronan. Margot Ronan film. Yeah. And we have a ticket to the advanced screening next week on Monday night at George Street Cinema. We have a spare seat with us, a date with Andre Enoch and I. Mm. Uh, So text in, what were we going to text in? Oh, where you'd rather be? Where you'd, where you'd, rather, where you'd be. rather be? If you want to come see the new Margot Robbie movie with us, she has pimples in it. Come see it. Where would you rather be than Sydney right now? <laughs> Just text in to oh four oh nine nine four five nine four five. Where would you rather be? And Jack and Andre and Enoch will be taking you along to see the advanced screening of Mary, Queen of Scots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Movie news. You might not know this, but the precursor to the French New Wave wasn't. Uh, whoever you thought it was, maybe it was Agnes Varda, but it was actually Renal Sen, who is a Bengali filmmaker who died a few weeks ago, actually. In Bangladesh, I was there when it happened, and no one's talking about it because no one knows who they are. Renal Sen is basically Bangladesh's Sachet Ray, and South, South Asia's Jean-Luc Godard, and he passed away at 95. Can you believe that? If people wanted to get into some Bangladeshi filmmaking, where could they start? What movies would they start with? You are literally talking to the expert. I spent a whole week just watching Bangladeshi films. It's really hard because... You want to watch you you, you want to watch Bengali films, but also films that are made in Bangladesh. And then when people talk about Bengali cinema, they talk about Sachet Ray, who made films in India. So there's like a lot of confusion about where films are actually coming from. But because because like Bengali cinema covers you know Indian film and also films made in Bangladesh, mm. it's super confusing. But basically, you can't find them anywhere. They're super hard to find. They're super obscure. There is an industry, but there's not much industry online. It's all in cinemas. One it's name. Su- one name. Give us a movie. Give us one movie. An entry point film Debbie? to Bengali. Yeah. Cinema. Mustafa Faruqi, who was a filmmaker who I got into while I was there. And if some films are on, if you go onto Netflix and type in Bangladesh cinema, you, you'll find some Faruqi films. And The Clay Bird was also made in Bangladesh by a Bangladeshi filmmaker. It came out in 2002 and it went to Cannes and did quite well. The Clay Bird? The Clay Bird. Uh, but also Renal Sen, M R I N A L S E N, Renal Sen. Speaking of things that are hard to find, finding out who the host of tonight's Golden Globes was nearly impossible. We didn't know up until this morning, and this is kind of our industry and our job. And mm. how did you find out? We found out just because I guess we eventually read some Golden Globes news, which mm. is so easy to ignore this year. Um, but it's Sandra O. Oh. Yeah. Sandra O's oh ho- hosting with Andy Samberg. Great. It's like the hottest hosting couple. I mean, I feel like they've just been erased by Kevin Hart's shenanigans. Mm. And really, I'm really, I'm never been more excited for Golden Globes now. I also love it when they pick up. A- pick a host who isn't actually a perf- like a presenter performer, like just like an actress or an actor. And I feel like that's what Sandra O oh is. She, she can do both, though. She can do She's both. She's so versatile. She totally Favourite can. Favourite Sandra O oh performance. Look, I haven't seen any Grey's Anatomy, unfortunately. I kind of started to watch Killing Eve, but I know my favourite performance of hers is going to be hosting the Golden Globes. There, I said it. Oh my god, there you said it. Mine is Big Little Lies when she plays the... Big Fat Liar. Not Big Little Lies. A big oh, Fat Liar when right. she plays the teacher. Fully, fully, fully. And also Princess Diaries. She plays the principal she's in Princess so Diaries. And, and she's in Harley Quinn. 
Hard Candy, which I watched recently. Wait, what? No, yeah. she's in Hard Candy? She is. She's the neighbour. She's also a crazy person in Six Feet Under. I shouldn't say crazy. Um, sex worker, I think. She's a... Anyway, oh my God. I'll leave you to it. I'll leave Hard you to Candy find and that. Six Feet Under are like a blast from the past. And okay. I'm excited to revisit. We're going to stop gushing on Sandra O oh for a yeah. minute. We've got plenty of gushing to do later with the MIA documentary coming up in two reviews. What else is making movie news at the moment? Oh, what time is that? I'm five <laughs> hours behind. Okay, I'm so just... our news, what we just found out, is that Tom Ford sides with us and just absolutely believes that every man should be penetrated at least once to understand women before they make films. Tom Ford, director of A Single Man, Nocturnal Animals, Your Favourite Suit. Uh, I actually just watched Nocturnal Animals a couple of days ago and thought it was excellent. Which is, it's a divisive film. Mm. But read his comments uh, on on everyone having to be penetrated to know what a woman feels like. Yes. Well, I mean, I mean, let's not get too gendered about it. He's, I just think everyone should be penetrated. He's a, he's a very, very open, staunch queer filmmaker and makes very, very, you know, misandric? Misandrous misandrous, misandrous films? Yeah. Fans responded to his comments by asking, where's my hole? And also that they just still love nocturnal animals. And what, <laughs> what time is it? I'm still in, like, Bangladesh time. What time is it right <laughs> now? I'm so Andre. lost. <laughs> We've got someone texting in, how good is Spice World? Oh. <laughs> The best movie literally ever made. Oh, this is a reason to come back to Australia. I love this. Spice I love World. this. Okay, fun fact about Spice World. Richard E. Grant is in that new movie, um, Can You Ever Forgive Me, with um, Melissa McCarthy. And Richard E. Grant was talking about how he got cast in Girls because Lena Dunham had seen Spice World. Not any of his other films. Not Wawa. Not like a, With Nail and I and all of these other films. It was literally his role in Spice World, which is one of the classic roles. And not to alienate audiences too much, we do have Southern Sydney news. Flickr Fest is happening this weekend. Uh, we recommend seeing Jali. We, we spoke to the director of it last go year. Go see Rainbow Shorts. Go see Rainbow Shorts. Go see all these creatures. We just had Mandela talking about all these creatures. And our friend, Vicky T., First time directors film Swallows is screening as well. Great short Super film festival. Flickerfest, check out flickerfest.com for tickets. Is that at a range of different cinemas? Like Bondi Sydney? Pavilion the whole time this weekend. Uh, it's going to be hot and bothered. Check it out. Two reviews is coming up next. We're going to get into some MIA right now. Meds Cute. and Feds, text in where you'd rather be to win a ticket to the advanced screening of Mary, Queen of Scots. This is Movies, Movies, Movies on FBI 94.5. You're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings. I'm Bridie. I'm joined by Jack and Andre, our film lords. And on 0409 945 945, we have your where you'd rather be for a chance to win a ticket to Mary, Queen of Scots advanced screening a week from now. My where I'd rather be right now is right here. Um, oh. I'm already there because you guys bring so much energy to the show and I love it. And you keep me up to date with what's happening. You're so corny. So nice. Now I feel bad for not saying I want to be with you guys. I said that I'd rather be with Martha Stewart than with you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I get it. That's I'll okay. It. You're better than us. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have a text in. Yep. We have a text in and it's maybe oh, someone wants to be at Buckingham Palace with Olivia Coleman shooting The Crown season two. Oh my gosh. We all know who texted that in. Al Joel. Uh, do you want me to read a text as well, you Jack? Just pin it on her. <laughs> Can you read one? <laughs> yeah, you go. Uh, where would you rather be watching Holmes and Watson, starring Will Ferrell and Jean C. Riley? Who has I can seen that movie? I completely empathise. I haven't seen it yet. You I'm scared it's going it. to be out of cinemas because people are ragging on it so hard. Okay, we need to rush to the cinemas after this show to go see that to movie. To go see Holmes and Watson. I can't There's wait. There's still a chance to win a ticket to Mary Queen of Scots. Just text in where you'd rather be, uh, movie, movie edition mm. of that where you'd rather be. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you could be heading along to that very special s- screening with mm. Jack and Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, get into this. Two reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. OK, 
Okay, which okay. film lord is going first? I'm going to go first, Jack. I'm so sorry. I just blew my nose into your shirt. I'm so sorry. But I'm reviewing Shirkers, the documentary on Netflix, which I'm excited to review because I wrote this review while at Changi Airport. And the film is about Singapore's film industry and follows the 1992 close to a series 7-up moment where the first mumblecore indie film called Shirkers was about to come. It was this great new production that was happening by some youngsters. It was a road movie made by punk 18-year-old girls who were going to be the f- who were basically the first to coin the term Cohen Sisters. This gorgeous movie was going to be basically Cannes Film Festival famous, but it didn't see the light of day because it was lost when the Shirkers film director, George, dine and dash with the footage, jealous of the film's potential, <coughs> fragile my ego, and basically ruined the film for all all the women who were involved. It was going to be this great production of all these friends making this movie, and it was going to be the first film of its kind in Singapore. And George was supposed to be this cool film dad, but surprise, he came off as seedy, narcissistic, and more of a film snob than film lords Jack and Andre. So decades later, Shirkers is now a Netflix docker about the film that could have been. It's about the heartbreak of losing work, and not just forgetting to press send losing work, but knowing that you could have made a film that could have been the voice of a generation had a man not double-crossed you. And the result is a beautiful documentary suspense story that is part Netflix, part collage, part interview, part Sarah Koenig investigation, serial style, part Mark Cousins' Bible, and 100% who can relate. Also, low-key Jack, is Changi Airport actually that good, or is it a bit Canberra Library? I don't know. What do you think? It's a bit dusty. It's a fucking privilege. What are you talking about? Everyone goes to Changi Airport. Enjoy the Butterfly Garden. It's the only thing about that airport. And the Koi Pond. And the Koi Pond, it's true. So, so Jack, this movie laid on me. What are your thoughts? Um, I love this movie. It's mm. so, 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 so amazing. Everyone should watch it. It's such a personal documentary. Every, it's Everything's kind of scribbled on. It has that early 90s, like, pre-Ghost World vibe to mm. it, and... It's just punk, and it has all these clips from these movies that she was inspired by. It's just a really inspiring movie, and also talks about how, like, have self-trust and don't just, like, give away your best ideas to freaks that you don't know. Like, Mm. they let this guy direct a film that she obviously could have just directed herself because she was so young and trusting, and then he stole this film, and he gaslighted them, like, they'd shoot things all day, and then he'd open the canister and show that they weren't filming anything, and everyone would be exhausted. Like, Mm. it was really weird, mind-trippy sort of stuff that was a bit more subtle than just, like, outright abuse. It was, like, really, really fucked up stuff that he did. Sandy Tan, who wrote the film when she was 18, then moved to LA, became a film critic, became, like, a bit of a household name. She's such a cool lady. She's so amazing and inspirational. And you can just see in her face how devastated she was that she was about to make this amazing film when no films were really happening in Singapore. And then now she's just, like, letting it all loose. Well, it's good that this movie's now come out to show the whole story of the original Shirkers film. Yeah. Yeah. What would you give Shirkers, the documentary, in a word? Oh. Owen Wilson, wow. That's for, for me, I think. Yeah, Uncovered. Uncovered. Mm-hmm. Jack, you're reviewing... Ooh, well, you should give a damn about my review. I'm reviewing Matangi Maya MIA, the new documentary, which we luckily saw back in Sundance on the same night that she saw it for the first time. It doesn't feel very new, but with yes. With her little baby. <laughs> Probably a year, fr- a year ago. It was a year now. ago. It was January last year at in Sundance. Utah at Sundance, yeah. and her baby was asleep on her lap. That's why I'd rather be right now. the first time she saw it, and she were like, we had to watch her do a whole Q&A for like half an hour afterwards, after the first time she'd ever seen it and it was such excruciating I filmed like the whole thing I'll find a way to give everyone that um, but MIA Matangi Maya MIA with the middle finger is finally asking Australian audiences what's up with that released in January dumping ground of this year it shows how little the distributors the establishment the general public care about the good shit the doc covers her ascent activism and fallout and is a labour of love filmed by the icon herself and put together by her long term pre-fame art school bestie Simon Lovejoy it's a pure example of personal subjective cinema the young Maya wanted to be a filmmaker herself and all the footage comes from her archive it's revo- resourceful and 
and astute. Who else has fucked with the pop game like MIA? She faced the entire Western media and Madonna single-handed. Trivialised at every turn, the film makes you think about the ways we're taught to second-guess women when they speak out. Hard cuts between MDNA and bad girls show just how special the outsider space MIA has been able to cultivate for herself as a voice for the voiceless, while also making the coolest tracks of the last 15 years. Go for the music, go for the legend, leave having watched the best, most organic, most inspiring, essential filmmaking of the past year. Yala. Okay, we need to also just clarify what scene you're talking about with the MDNA crossover. So <laughs> you're watching Madonna at the Super Bowl. Give me all your love. No, no, no. Cheerleader. It's the music video oh, right, with sorry. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, so, you know, Madonna's just like, you know, playing American football. Look at me, I'm a dark. Hard cuts to bad girls. And Saudi Arabia. Everyone in the audience is going, whoa, this is so full on intense. And that pretty much sums up the whole film. And can I just say, women can drive in Saudi Arabia now. Really? Pretty much thanks to MIA. We can thank MIA for that. We're going to say that. I uh, I watched this film when it came for Sydney Film Festival. Yeah, with us. With you. And thanks on for getting birthday. me in. On my birthday. And I loved it so much. As someone who like never got that much into MIA's music... I was just like, this is an amazing person. And the amount of times, you know, the media wanted to trivialise all of the things she was fighting for uh, f- uh, and talking about with Sri Lanka. Yeah. And, and you know, just it, just it was just, I was mind, it was mind blowing. Yeah. And it also shows someone learning. Like she is an artist, she's really vulnerable in it. And it shows her as someone who was a refugee in England, then going back to Sri Lanka and trying to understand the problems. And even people in Sri Lanka going, you don't understand, you'll never understand. But like having to tow that line of, do I do nothing? Do I do something? And, and sort of working her way through that. And I think in the end, doing a lot of good for the world. When you compare her artistry from like 20 years ago, she used to make these like rough around the edges, edgy experimental demos, demos and like all these crazy mixtapes and music videos. And that was her political activism. And now she's become way more, I think, industry friendly. And she's making these really beautiful, high production valued like pieces of work, like the Borders video clip. But you still th- listen you, to the music. She, like it's still like avant-garde. Like you listen yeah. to that album. You listen to but um, you can her tell, last album. And you can tell she's not trying to alienate herself or anyone. She's actually moving with the tides and she's be trying to make something accessible to people. And even though she's not the crazy punk head that she used to be, she still kind of is now, even though she's kind of playing the industry I game. Know. I anyway. hope she releases a new album. It's so exciting that she's been in the country. It's so, so exciting that she went and visited Uluru last week. And mm. like... Uh, it's so, just so nice to have her back here, especially because like uh, Mango Pickle Down River was such a huge hit here when she came here and did that song with the Wilcannia mob. This is two reviews on movies, movies, movies. Batangi Maya, MIA, the MIA documentary. In a word, Jack and Andre, what do you reckon? Oh, in my word, I just give a damn, like Jack said, but all hyphenated. I think I'm gonna, I'm thinking I'm gonna say sun showers. Sun showers, that's cute. That, so that's screening right. That's screening on January 10th or January from, 10th that comes out. Yep, and Shokas is on 10th. Netflix. Check out both movies about being gaslit. Crazy. Thank you so much for coming in today and uh, giving us all this beautiful news, reviews and more for Movies, Movies, Movies today, Jack and Andre. Uh, and thank you for texting in where you'd rather be to 0409 945 945. Still a couple of minutes to get your texts in if you want to win that ticket to go see Mary, Queen of Scots. But for now, we're going to go to a song by X-Ray. This is Crushing. Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you next week. Happy Bye-bye. New Year. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.